Welcome to Music Meditation. This is your brain on bass. The 40 hertz pitch figures prominently throughout this podcast series and can be heard in the opening gong, the background double bass immersion, and the exit music. One of the objectives of the series is to promote the financial support of music and meditation in the healthcare industry. More information can be found at www.musicmeditation.ca. This episode is called Pharmaceuticals. Drugs are the second largest component of healthcare spending, with hospitals being first and doctors being third. From a goods and services perspective, pharmaceuticals represents the largest goods provider and hospitals and doctors as the infrastructure supporting the industry, the largest services providers. The pharmaceutical industry is massive, estimated in 2016 to be $446 billion in the United States alone. The profitability of this sector is staggering, with five of the largest pharmaceutical companies attaining profit margins of over 20%. One company, Pfizer, achieved a 2013 profit margin of 42%. Removing the one-time extraordinary event that was the sale of their animal health business still left them with a profit margin of 24%. Putting these figures into perspective, most manufacturing sectors are thrilled to attain profit margins, defined as what is left after all expenses are deducted, of 10%. The pharmaceutical industry works hard to maintain this level of success. The estimated government lobbying effort in the United States for the industry in 2009 was $271 million during the run-up to Obamacare. And in 2017, it was close to $300 million. Keep in mind that these figures represent only the amount that pharmaceutical companies invest in manipulating government policy. That is, making sure politicians and bureaucrats support their agenda. At the risk of sounding pessimistic, their agenda may not be driven by the needs of their customers. The industry would like us to believe that it is their commitment to research and development, R&D, that provide us with solutions that make our lives better. On an altruistic level, and, and giving them the benefit of the doubt, this may be true, and their motives may be pure. Evidence indicates, however, that they spend far more on marketing than they do on research and development. Pharmaceutical companies are marketing companies first, and research and development companies second. In 2013, Johnson & Johnson led the pack in marketing expenditures, which were over double their expense on R&D sales of 71.2 billion, marketing expenses of 17.5 billion, and R&D expenses of 8.2 billion. Other companies regularly post marketing budgets of over one and a half times that of their R&D expense. Total pharmaceutical industry marketing expenditures typically approach $100 billion every year. While this fact may be interesting, it is more interesting that the spending was focused on influencing healthcare professionals, that is, targeting those prescribing the drugs rather than those taking the drugs. In fact, marketing dollars directed at industry workers outpaced marketing dollars directed at customers by a factor of 8 to 1. 
The pharmaceutical industry is well motivated to maintain the status quo and keep the drug marketing machine operating efficiently. In the pursuit of profit, ethical boundaries are often breached. The pharmaceutical industry is not without its share of scandal, and in the areas of marketing, recent punitive court settlements include the following. GlaxoSmithKline was fined $3 billion for over-promoting Paxil for depression to under-18s. Pfizer was fined $2.3 billion for over-misbranding the painkiller Bextra. Johnson & Johnson was fined $2.2 billion for promoting drugs not approved as safe. Abbott was fined $1.5 billion over the illegal promotion of the antipsychotic drug Depakote. Eli Lilly was fined $1.4 billion for wrongly promoting the antipsychotic drug Ziprexa. Merck was fined $950 million for illegally promoting the painkiller Vioxx. But morally questionable behavior is not limited to just the marketing department. In September 2015, Turing Pharmaceuticals CEO Martin Shkreli raised the price of Daraprim from $13.50 per pill to $750 per pill, while at the same time acknowledging that it costs pennies to make. Daraprim is a life-saving drug for those afflicted with weak immune systems, such as AIDS patients. A devout capitalist, Shkreli claimed that he was only fulfilling his obligation to shareholders. Similarly, the opioid crisis is considered a public health emergency and is a major reason why life expectancy in the U.S. has declined again. One of the key drugs linked to the current opioid crisis is OxyContin, manufactured by a privately held company, Purdue Pharma, owned by the Sackler family. A shamefully low settlement for damages was reached this year. Capitalism has circumvented our most basic and fundamental needs while supporting a monstrous money-making machine. It may be frustrating, but the pharmaceutical industry is what it is, and with the massive amounts of money, power, and motivation driving it forward, it is unlikely that it will change anytime soon. We do, however, have choices and options. A paradigm shift towards seeking non-invasive, non-chemical, community-based, and artistically driven remedies is a start. Reframing our personal health and well-being as a lifelong journey rather than a series of quick-fix, pick-a-pill destinations will help consolidate a view toward practical and real solutions.